Today, we're going to be throwing the U.S. under the bus. And also discussing how in the past 20 years, music has stayed the exact same and creativity is dead. <laughs> a moment of silence. A moment of silence. Moment of silence. For, for creativity music. being dead. Our music industry. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. Joe, I'm feeling great today. Well, why are you feeling great today? There has to be a reason. Because I just am, you know, it's a good day. You don't need need a reason to be sad, but no reason to be happy. Well, I have lots of reasons. I have lots of reasons, but we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But yeah, it was a really good week. Got a lot of things accomplished and and did. Uh, We had a little trip. Which we're t- I'm going to talk about in greater detail. I went a little, little down south a little bit. Below the Mason-Dixon. That's why I'm so... I'm a little tanner, I guess, than before. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Visited some family. Did some family? Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother. I love it. But uh, I honestly did not notice the tan. I'm not very keen on that. We're, we're both pretty white guys in general. It's very true. Yeah. Plus, I also blend in with the walls behind me. <laughs> the only thing that's really sticking out are my black shirt, which actually looks brown in this light, kind of like a couple it weeks does. ago. Yeah. yeah. This uh, hair, which is also brown, uh, mm-hmm. the beard, which is also brown, and, you know, the black headphones. So, but other than yeah. that, my skin just blends in with this white background totally. Did I tell you that one time I had pure blondish whitish hair think um like years ago think um that the the albino dude from uh princess mm-hmm. bride you ever see that mm-hmm. movie i actually had hair just like that really yeah j- just hair not I, of course i didn't have a beard i was too young for wow. you know just just encountering the the wonderful world of puberty <laughs> The, the wonderful world of puberty. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever said that. Patent pending. Anyway, um, <laughs> but so when re- was this? It was it was like white hair, like blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. This was seventh grade. Um, my parents, oh. my parents had the grand idea of making me blonder. I don't know the context or the rhyme or the reason, but they said you should try sunning. Sunning. Yeah, you never heard of Sunnin? I have not heard of Sunnin. What's well, that? let me tell you a thing or two. It's this little bottle. It's got mm-hmm. like tie-dye on it. It has this little girl playing like volleyball with like her <laughs> cheesy smile. She's got like naturally blonde Farrah Fawcett hair. Mm-hmm. It's just nice and luscious. Um, and you think that it's going to be that type of color. But when you spray it maybe twice a day, and then you encounter, you know, the fall weather. It doesn't really me- mesh well. Mm. And then you look like an albino. Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it probably doesn't doesn't do well with a very fair skin. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but the um, I thought you were like meaning like sunning is like a 
Have you ever heard of the, if you get your hair wet and you dry it out in the sun, that mm-hmm. oftentimes if you do that over and over and over, and over it makes your hair lighter. Really? I don't know if that's true or not. Get the hair wet and then you, eh, how to make the sun lighter if you want to be. Please don't advertise sun in. Yeah, it's right here. Speaking, it. of, speaking of luscious hair, make a salt spray. Okay. Mix water, a little bit of salt spray on your hair and lay out in the sun. It will fade your hair to a lighter color. Yeah. Okay. Use lemon juice. Lemon juice. So that's why, that's what I'm saying. Well, I guess I feel like if you're swimming, if you go to the beach a lot, if you're in the ocean and you're out laying out in the sun, you, you dries your hair. It like makes you lighter after a while. Wow. Orange and lemon. Never knew that one. Do a conditioning treatment. What does that mean? Moroccan oil. Yeah. Uh, through the sun, though the sun isn't damaging as bleach, it can still dry your hair out. Anytime you're spending prolonged time in the sun with hair exposed, make sure you follow up with a deep conditioner to restore hydration. <laughs> um, that's is that it no oh now we have tiktok yeah, get out of here miss yeah. me with that tiktok stuff <laughs> yeah that's yes. what i always believe so and and one thing because you know when i used to work at, a, at the camps that i used to work at um for summer camp i would stay there you know be outside every day all day like for the entire summer from you know june to august uh, my hair it was always much lighter at least it seemed that way mm-hmm. so that's why i always believed that so what color would you say my hair is? I would is say it... it's dirty blonde. Mine might be a little bit darker. Right. You think my hair is dirty blonde? Like my hair hair? Well, you've been wearing hats for a while. True. <laughs> yours, yours is a lighter a shade than mine is. Mine's like a chestnut brown. Look at that. <laughs> Maybe yours is like ha- hazel, hazel brown? It could be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've awkwardly put fixed myself. <laughs> um i've gotten like dirty blonde dirty blonde a lot and i never, didn't really believe that i always thought i was just like brown but mm-hmm. i guess if i guess my beard's pretty light though it is yeah especially in the the mustache chin area yeah, like here-ish, yeah. i actually encountered probably about a month or two ago there was a i think it could have been just incredibly blonde mm-hmm. but ladies i'm starting to get one gray hair one George Clooney gray hair. <laughs> you can't see it anymore because you pluck it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I get them over here, and I, I pluck just them. one, just one. Yeah, I had one like silver wiry one that was like way longer than anything else. It was just like chilling there. Yeah, yeah. I get them. I don't know if you can see any? I get them in here sometimes. You made like the troll face, you know, like the troll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking about? Beards and, and sun in and hair. Beards, sun in, hair. Man, I don't remember. Well, Joe, I'm, uh, I'm, did you know I'm drinking, I'm drinking you? You're, what? I'm drinking a cup of you. Oh, a cup, a cup of Joe, a cup of cup me? Of, cup of what's, Joe. What's in your cup of me? So I have some cheap hazelnut coffee. It's like a store brand. For your cup. hair color, Hazel. Mm. And then with hazelnut creamer, this is double, uh, double nut, (laughs) double nut coffee. That's what I'll say. I have just regular old, uh, oh gosh, what is it? Captain America's brains. I do have Captain America's brains. Yes. Um, That is America's brains. (laughs) 
instead of that is America's. Yeah, you know. Endgame came out like two years ago. Congrats. Can you believe that? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because I guess Infinity War came out when? Like 2017? 18. Yeah. 18? Yep. Wow. Man. Can you believe that? Yeah. It doesn't feel that long. But it's just regular old coffee from. It's like Nantucket blend Keurig. Okay. Yeah, I like that type. Nice. Oh no, actually, it's decaf because it's it's around like twelve o'clock ish. I don't want to drink coffee past uh, twelve o'clock that's got caffeine in it because it stays late in, in your system. So this is actually the breakfast blend decaf. Mm, there you go. Yeah, the um, I'm that way too. But it's for me, it's like after like two o'clock. If I have mm. coffee after two, then it's I can't sleep that night. Yeah. So. I could sleep, but it's not like a deep sleep. That's what I heard. Mm. Yeah, I can't even go to sleep. Uh, my mind's races and I get anxious and I have to mm-hmm. get up and do something mm-hmm. until I doze off. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's <laughs> me and caffeine. <laughs> my brother tried to offer us Death Wish coffee and I said no. I've had Death Wish. I was, I was too afraid to try it. It's not, it's, it's nothing to go get. Bad. Okay. I mean, maybe it's different for me because I don't know what my tolerance is compared to yours, but right. maybe, maybe give it give it a fighting chance. It is Death oh, Wish after all. Right. Now, what's your average? Do you do like a two cup kind of person, or a three cup kind of person, or your whole like pot kind of person? Like what? only one cup. Uh, but okay. I like having decaf at, at night. You know. Mm. I do two cups, and then today I decided to do a third cup. That's what this is. Hmm. And you're not feeling like jittery. No, I'm okay. Yeah. You, you seem pumped up. Yeah, I'm, well, I guess so. I got some energy. Well, that's a lot of reasons. I'm just a happy person this week and last week, but I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally I'm just kind of like, just kind of, you know, I'm here, just trying to chilling through life. I'm happy. You know, I'm hitting blips every now and again and hitting lows every now and again. But this week, man, I've been like, I've been soaring. You've been the, building. Soaring through the stratosphere. Where is the stratosphere? It's uh, you know, you got the lithosphere, the troposphere, asthenosphere. Is it the top layer? I think stratosphere is the top layer. Let's I think see. it's the. I think yeah, because that's the expression, right? It's like Stratos- you're, at the, you're at the the peak. So we've got the troposphere, the stratosphere, the mesosphere, oh. the thermosphere, and the ex. I've never heard of the exosphere. The I've exos, heard of so that's fine. Just outside, like yeah, you know. I've heard of asthenosphere. I don't know where mm-hmm. that is in relation to. Uh, polar mesosphere clouds that must be yeah i don't know okay so stratosphere isn't that isn't the top layer okay dude you got they gotta you know how they call fender strat they gotta call it you know stratosphere uh they gotta call like something the the thermo stra- the thermostrat under thermo the thermostat the therm- <laughs> hey thermo thermostrat or thermostat well, they have a thermostat in a house, but and a it thermo- can be like a weird, like ninety degree angle or something. And it can have like, it can look like a thermostat with like numbers on it or something. I don't know. It actually has a thermostat on it, so as you're playing, it like picks up the temperature. <laughs> so when I when when you play Joe, it is straight fire. So it is always two hundred plus. The hotter the instrument gets, the faster you play. Yeah, exactly. Like to, fin- to finish the song. Mm-hmm. You know, my dream, I always wanted to build a stained glass guitar. Huh. So like have like a, a stained glass, like just like a decal type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It can get kind of grimy. It can probably get kind of grimy. Yeah, it could be. 
yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to deter you. No. That's <laughs> oh, ruined now. I can't do it. <laughs> Gosh, you can't do it. I'm telling you, you can't do it. <laughs> You're right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like horrible willpower. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what friends do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they destroy your hopes and dreams. You can't do that. Anyway, and then back say to... just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Tell me your plan. It's time for happy, crappy. All right, Joe. Let's do some happy crappies, huh? I'm excited. I want to. I want to tell you about these things, but I want you to go first. You so, want me to go first? What do you want you me to start first. with? Tell me what okay. I should start with do happy i will do a happy okay so i've got like two ish so i'll just get both of them out of the way mm-hmm. um so yesterday i spent some time with co-workers it was nice co-workers co-workers yesterday and it was it was nice co-workers. yesterday um and next i'm going to be seeing family in a few hours uh staying over there which will be nice it hasn't been a while since i stayed with uh family and then also like an hour ago i cleaned up the entire apartment particularly the um uh, what am I thinking? The closet, which had just a host of like, not junk. I just need to move it to a different area um, and just organize it a little bit better. Um, so that closet, which is huge, it's massive. It's like a whole entire room. It's, mm-hmm. it's got everything I wanted to in specific places. I'll probably move a couple more things around, but it just feels so nice to, you know, as Jordan Peterson would say, clean up your room. It's, it's complicated. <laughs> it's, complicated. It's, it's not easy. Yeah, just clean up your room. Like clean up your room. That's all you gotta do. Just start with your room. Make it beautiful. <laughs> nice. As, as Kermit the Frog would say, make it beautiful. <laughs> I was just gonna try to sing Rainbow Connection, but I couldn't think of the first words. <laughs> Wait, is, is Rainbow like the, you know, like that mop top blonde haired kid who is like, won't you be my friend? That that kid? Do you know that kid? <laughs> I, I don't. Like the, I see him on Instagram every now and again. It's this little kid from like the '90s or '80s or whatever, and he's like looking around, and he's had, had these weird headlines, and he says, "Wow, the land of make believe." <laughs> Is that Rainbow? Please tell me in the comments. <laughs> it might be, yeah. Which it reminds me, hey follow subscribe hit those buttons hit the bell button and also exciting news check out our instagram we have a cool announcement on there about other things that we are now on which I we are now on spotify audible amazon music iHeartRadio, and patreon if you donate three dollars a month you will get access to exclusive content and it just motivates us to continue on further yeah exactly exactly Let, let's make it happen make it happen thank you friends keep this keep this rolling and subscribe to, subscribe to us on youtube <laughs> share share with your friends if you think we're, our content is good and also just leave leave some comments come on ask us any question about anything <laughs> yeah do that <laughs> anything <laughs> all right well, Joseph. not just not just anything anything oh did i do the asmr whisper yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. i felt you in my brain it's like you just crawled in my brain and whispered to me <laughs> okay um give me a happy or a crappy 
right, so I will do some happies, okay? So two things. First thing, Joe, what would you say if I told you that I was going back to school? I would say uh, this is this is a, a surprise to be sure, some, but a welcome one. A surprise and some news. Yeah, well, that's what's happening, Joe. So yeah. this is what this is what's going on. Initially, I was thinking masters. Okay, whatever. Okay, well, let me break this down a little bit. Let me break this down. So a couple of weeks ago, I decided I wanted to do like a pros and cons list of the future because where I am now, it's snap it out. Gonna, yeah, it's not going to stay. So I want to like think about the future and be excited about a new career path or a new future or whatever it is. And so I made this like long Google doc where I was like, okay, scenario one, bam, go back to school, do this, 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 become a teacher here, here, blah, blah. And then it was like pros and cons, pros stuff. I could sort of be good at cons. Well, I actually hate teaching, so I don't want to do that. So then, so then I kind of make this whole thing. And then one of those options was, Hey, you love recording. I was like, yes, I do love recording. This is true. I love studio stuff. I love music production, music producer, sound producing, recording, engineering, audio, whatever. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just see if there's an, I could just get a simple associate just to have something on my resume. Right, right. Just so I don't have to pay a lot of money. I don't have to do whatever. I can just get this thing saying I, I did something cool and whatever. Mm. I look it up a couple weeks ago and Los Angeles Film School has an associate's uh, program online, get your associate's degree in music science for, or associates of science in music production. That's what it is. Mm. All online, no live classes. You do one class a month and you just, it's all project-based and assignment-based. You log in whenever the heck you want, you get work done. And then as long as you finish by the end of the month, you're good to go. Mm. So I said, you know what? It sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. Let me talk to my lady about it. Let me think about applying. Next day, so this past week, I applied. I think it was on Sunday or Monday. I got accepted. <laughs> I got financial aid. And I'm starting Monday. <laughs> I'm starting in a few days. Dude, nice. <laughs> For music production. And I was looking at the classes, and it was perfect. It's like everything that I love. It's like learning how to do use Pro Tools. I know how to use Pro Tools, but I want to learn more. So I've taken two classes in Pro Tools. Right, right. I'm doing like synthesis and mixing and mastering and business classes for music and like all this stuff. It's supposed to be a 20 month program, but it's mm -hmm. going to get down to like probably just a year uh, with with the stuff that I've already taken. Because I'm right, right. Like my theories and all of whatever boring classes are all out of the way because I took those. Um, and yeah, so by a year from now, I'll hopefully degree with an associates in music production so that I can do some studio stuff. Dude, nice. Isn't that dope? I'm so excited for you, man. Yeah, which I love it. I love it, man. I'm like, I'm so into that. Cause I was looking at this stuff. I was like, well, I can go back and try to like be a music teacher and like finish my degree to be a music teacher. I was like, you know what? I freaking hate the classroom. I don't want to be in the classroom. Yeah. And then I thought, well, maybe I can travel down theology since I'm a youth minister. Well, I don't really like that. The world is kind of falling apart. So I don't really want to do that. And then there's, well, maybe I can do a trade. Maybe I could just jump and become like a carpenter. I love woodworking, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? It'll take like a long time for that to kind of, you know, go into fruition. I was like, you know, why don't I just do something that I love, utilize the degree that I have and pursue something that could have potentially be a good income. So, yeah. Like, what, are you, uh, what are you envisioning? So I have the two things. So with it, I can either do go into the city new york city 
and try to work for some studios. I could do like television stuff with audio production. I could mm -hmm. just do whatever. Or I could do a side gig. I get a studio built in my house and then mm -hmm. I just advertise the crap out of it and kind of start my own business and try to get people mm -hmm. to come in and, you know, get build my clientele base and mm -hmm. kind of have that just be like on the side while I'm right. doing one thing that I'm doing. Okay. Um, and then who knows on the future, or I could do church stuff. I could do live sound for you know, churches. I could do recording stuff for them. I could mm -hmm. do whatever it is because, you know, music is massive. The future is wide open. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just got to, just got to grind, you know, and if, yeah. if you're grinding and working hard, then you can make it happen. So that's, that's the plan moving forward. And I'm super, super excited about it. I'm excited for you, man. I can't wait to see what's coming next. Yeah. Thank you. So yes, yeah, so that's, that's my first happy. <laughs> first happy, first happy people. All right. First happy. Keep so I'm going one. back to school. Second happy. My brother, he did, he's doing a great thing. He's growing up. He's also going to be a dad soon um which is amazing and so it was just really nice to go down south we ate at amazing places and it's considered the south technically like they say that it is but you could tell the culture is very different down there just like as it is yeah. where i am you know and it was just a great trip dude how long were you there for so we left Wednesday. We got there like 9 p.m. on Wednesday. We were there all day Thursday and then half of the day on Friday. Mm. And then we drove back and got in 9 p.m. last night. Wow. How'd the uh, kids take the car ride? The twins were great. Uh, they mm. just slept. They didn't, honestly, we were worried about them the most and they were amazing. Like they didn't, they just slept and didn't make a peep. Mm -hmm. They only did a couple of <clears> times <throat> to have dinner so we could stop and feed them. And, and we ate too. But Eli struggled. He struggled. It's hard for a toddler to mm -hmm. be strapped into a chair for so long. So he was fine the trip down because we stopped halfway. But then on the way back, he was so tired and he was just kind of crying and scrappy and for a while. Ooh, yeah. So that's okay. actually was my crappy was <laughs> the traffic that we had. So on the way back, the traffic was not good. And there on, on the way there, it was bad too. That was um, the Friday coming back. Yeah. yeah. So it was traffic was ugh. And, um, Eli was screaming the whole time, so <laughs> that was fun. Whole time. So wow. that is my crappy. Yeah. My goodness. Could you imagine? I, I, <laughs> I feel I feel almost bad for that time I told my traffic story. Um, had I had a baby in the car, I don't know what I would have done. And yeah, it's tough. My stuff. Traveling is hard with with kids. Um, it's actually not that bad with newborns. They tend to just sleep, which is great. Mm -hmm. The thing with Eli's, he was bad though too, because he never he never liked the car seat. He could not do a car seat. He yeah. always cried. Like normally children fall asleep in car seats, but he doesn't. Because yeah. he's so energetic, he just needs to run around and do things and like ah. And yep. um, since the idea of him being strapped and he just gets like, fussy. Yeah. So that was that. Mm. Poor kid. Yeah. Got to run around, give him some breaks. Use his <laughs> energy, you know. But it was good. It was a good trip. Yeah. He had a lot. He had so much fun in the hotel room. He stayed with uh, with us. He was sleeping uh, in our bed, and he was just running around and hopping on the bed, and he just, he just he loved it. It was yeah. so good. Oh, okay. I remember. I remember hotel. Uh, <laughs> I remember my hotel escapades too, running around that entire entire organization, just running amok. Yeah. I really hope that's not Eli. <laughs> it's good stuff I'm sorry 
um yeah if you ever talk to my family about that yeah not not so fun <laughs> anyway that so that's a crappy situation for parents but my crappy um yeah since i'm gonna be with family which is a happy which is a good thing um it, it means like i have to miss church and i have to be online which like it, it's a it's a nice substitute but it still sucks to do compared to the real thing in person so that was really my crappy i don't really like to just be online i like being there in person something about it true yeah yeah i'm with you it's time for the news the secretary of the state blinken anthony blinken abraham lincoln abraham lincoln Abraham Lincoln was a woman. Remember, remember that episode. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. Which one was that? Was that the second or the third? Definitely the second episode. The second episode, because we did the reacting to the tabloids. Check it out. <laughs> Please do. I love that episode. Go watch that one. That's a good one. Um, so what's his name? Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Uh, he is supposed to be visiting the Ukraine in the next few days, next couple days, amidst tension with Russia. Um, and I learned that from the and he had an interview with CBS 60 Minutes or whatever. Um, but to give you like some context of Ukraine and Russia um, and their relationship, Russia has built up, you know, a large military presence uh, right now along like the Ukrainian border. Um, but Blinken, um, to, from my opinion, he seems to be kind of clueless. Um, about this. He says, I can't tell you why, you know, Mr. Putin has uh, what, what his intentions are. Um, but apparently Putin has pulled back some of these troops in like the last few days. Mm. Um, so the Ukrainian foreign minister, Dmitry Koleka, uh, he, he says like, we need, we need an explanation. You know, I'm a big man. Um, there was a, a lot of uh, artillery and troops there. We need an explanation about why they did this because um, I'm sure they're plenty confused. Yeah. Um, but I kind of want to get your initial thoughts on Ukraine. Yeah, uh, I saw this. And uh, I think kind of like how I felt last week too when we were talking about China is it's like, you know, they're just trying to flash their military power and trying to like, you know, and that, that's why they would do this. Like if, if I was like a neighbor, you know, if I, okay, so say I have a neighbor and I'm like, all of a sudden I get a lot of wealth. And so, bam, I'm stacking up piles of money, like, on our, my property line so that my neighbors can see it. You know, that's just, that's just a crappy thing to do, <laughs> just to try to, like, flex and to show off and to maybe even threaten. And so, for, for them to do that, it's just like, come on, like, what are you doing? Is it a good thing to flex occasionally? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If, if the intention is to make people feel bad and to look at you is like, yeah, it's not, your heart should be in other places, I think. Yeah, your heart should be um, motivated by uh, a spirit uh, of giving <laughs> and of love and service, not just showing off how, how big your tanks are. Am I right? <laughs> fellas, fellas. Well, you, I, su <laughs> I suppose even with this flexing, Russia, they, they claimed it was a military exercise. <laughs> Um, it's like saying we're just trying to like just show our defense capability or some stuff like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what their defense minister actually said. But I, uh, I, I really hope that like they had all of the men, like every soldier, just line up on the border and do like do jumping jacks. Like, 
just do all these exercises that's what the, that's what they mean by military like defense exercises like <laughs> they, they were all like live like just like oh like flexing the... <laughs> that's all that i envision like that's what i that's what i hear i hear russian people that are just riding polar bears wearing thick coats and just being mean to the that's our interpretation of the russians i mean like you hear in, <laughs> you hear in mainstream news like it's the russians the russians did it all the time <laughs> yeah. and i'm trying to understand and this is actually a pretty good exercise defensive exercise for me why in the heck this has been propped up for years and years mm. and then it it really really hit me What's like I'm, I'm no like i'm just I'm going to go off on my tangents as go I ahead, usually do with this stuff. Um, yeah. So Russia is being provoked by the United States via Ukraine. Ukraine and United States have like this thing going on. Like they're like in cahoots with each other, if you could call it that. Um, more conservative people will be saying, yes, they, they are. They are in cahoots with each other. They're in bed with each other. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, they're intermingling. So what I am under the impression of the United States, they created this um, or this 2014. This, so I'm going back a few years. So uh, this color revolution in the Ukraine. And now the president Zaleski of Ukraine, who's a clown. I literally mean a clown. I'm, I'm he, no joke. He was uh, he was a comedian who used to be on TV. Oh. <laughs> He's the president now? Yeah, yeah. So he had a show um, where he played a teacher. And by some like circumstance or, or whatever, uh, he became the president of Ukraine. And now he is the president of Ukraine. Uh, it was a movie called Servant of the People or something like that. Okay. Go check it out. Um, but um, <laughs> the reason he got this uh, position is because the previous guy, there was like a protest vote and he won by a landslide. Uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but back to, you know, Soviet Union, the reason why the United States and stuff like that, when the Soviet Union collapsed in 91, end of Cold War, they, um, they had these pipelines, gas pipelines in Europe, Turkey or whatever, and which went through Ukraine mm. in the ground. Um, and, you know, Ukraine, before it was called Ukraine, it was all part of the USSR, during the cold war mm -hmm. um but you know ukraine is an independent nation since the cold war uh pipelines in their territory which is you know in ukrainian sovereign territory um so ukraine gets that gas going through uh their sovereign territory it's about 18 percent uh of ukrainian government's budget it's a lot this is like it's no messing around like this is this means a lot for the russians and the ukrainians it's kind of like where it all not where it all stems from but where the current conflict is mm -hmm. um so when the ukrainians are really low on money because they need that gas ukrainian weather winter it's no joke never been to ukraine but i hear it's hell yeah. um but uh those winters must suck <laughs> And the Russians and the Germans, so this is kind of where the Germans kind of fall into play. They're sick and tired of this stuff. Uh, they depend on gas flowing through Ukraine in that pipeline. 
and basically i'm kind of like spreading uh go, going kind of quick about this but the germans they're kind of like screw these ukrainians um so they created the the nordstrom pipelines the nordstrom Ooh. pipelines and now they're just about to finish the nordstrom 2 nearly complete okay so here it is so if you have russia on the right hand side right here and then you have germany a little bit farther away um what's basically going on right here Germans, I said before, they're saying, screw these Ukrainians. The Nord Stream pipeline right here in the red uh, is nearly complete. And basically with this pipeline right here, no more Ukraine mm -hmm. um, at this point. And the Americans, they don't like this. Uh, Russia and Germany together. Mm -hmm. No, no. Um, but Ukrainians used to be like this middleman. And the, U the United States, they like this. Right. So enough of my talking because I need to get a swig of water for the working man. Sure. Um, give me your initial thoughts on this, por favor. So let me just try to summarize this in my own my own understanding. Yep. All right. So Ukraine, there's a line that's going through there. And so there are like bickering about it going back and forth because if they need it, it's they're kind of relying on Russia to supply the gas through them, right? Is that, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And so since America has, you know, buddy, buddy has, I'm, I'm assuming like an embassy in the Ukraine, then they're- And involved. Poland too, and Poland. Poland too. So then they would, would want that uh, to be part of that, the economic growth, but then also just the necessity, you know, the necessities of having gas. Mm -hmm. So then Russia was like, you know what, screw you guys. We're gonna build a new one and we're gonna connect Germany, our ally, and we're going to make this long thing and just kind of go around you mm -hmm. so we don't need to deal with this anymore exactly okay so then that's yeah so that's pretty that's pretty poopy yeah as i would say <laughs> um I, I can get the I'll, I'll get more into the russians kind of point of view especially and germans with ukraine because they're saying screw these ukrainians especially like mm -hmm. from a financial aspect mm -hmm. um so then are but, they not supplying gas to them anymore or well, are they the still? ukrainians uh, to the russians and the germans they play games um uh, but uh Russians don't really mess around. So, but back to this before. So, it's been around. Uh, this has been around for like the last seven decades uh, since uh, World War II. Russia is number one in Europe, mm. and Germans are effectively number two. Right. Um, so they they see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. They agree with a lot of stuff uh, together, and they've been at war against each other at times. We know that from uh, the world wars. But you'll find that they see eye to eye on a lot of issues. And if they start acting um co co conjointed together which we are seeing uh mm -hmm. it can make for a whole host of problems for europe in general world war three <laughs> you, you never know um but the usa what we have seen and i've just said before the usa bad mouths russia mm -hmm. and they don't want nordstrom too they want it halted but it's not going to be halted. It's nearly complete and the germans yeah. say screw you america because what what does german germany get they get gas from the united states mm. and we charge a lot um like they're basically saying screw you america we don't want your gas anymore because the usa sells it in liquid form on you know on the ships uh or on the boats and it's very expensive uh, but it's cheaper at this point with that line right there to get russian gas um because it's right there yeah. um and the, all they have to do is go through gulf of finland baltic sea um, of course, through that pipeline. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's 
like I said, it's not, no bueno, not very cool. I mean, I guess that makes sense since America's charging them so much. So of course, they're going to want to look at a different way to get it to, re to receive it from, you know, and then who else other than the number one in Europe? It's like, hey, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll buddy, buddy up with you if you're going to give me gas and make it cheaper and mm -hmm. you know, screw America, I think is kind of the, the mentality there, especially mm -hmm. if we're, you know, in bed with the Ukrainians. Mm -hmm. I think that's... Um, another reason for them to be like, yeah, well, we'll just sub subvert. We'll go around you, you know. Mm -hmm. What do you think of Putin? <laughs> Sadomir who... Putin, Madamir Putin, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> A man who legislates and changes the the culture so that he can stay in office. Mm -hmm. Power hungry much? Yeah. <laughs> That's my impression. It's kind of, he's kind of a jerk i yeah. guess is what yeah. i'm saying mm -hmm. from my understanding he doesn't mm -hmm. seem like a very nice man yeah of course he's memed to the to the to, oh, the, to the max of course. which, which um, downplays and makes him seem a little lighter you know yeah absolutely um what i can what my impression of it is is he's a very nationalistic guy and with nationalism breeds like ex extreme pride um mm -hmm. if he was you know, in our economy or just in a different country in general, he would be seen more as a free marketeer, very liberal in a lot of uh, uh, a lot of areas. Mm -hmm. um, but when the Cold War ended, all these uh, Russians, you know, were living elsewhere because you have these dividing lines with, you know, with Kazakhstan, Georgia, Ukraine. Um, it seems like to him, um, let me see if I'm getting this right all these Russians living elsewhere once 1991 had passed. Uh, he wants Russians in Russia. Mm. You know, if I'm making sense, you know, um, kind of wants like Russian pride to be back, you right. know? Yeah. Um, and in the Ukraine, if we take a look at a map at Ukraine, there's an Eastern half and a Western half of Ukraine right here. Mm. Now Ukraine, the Western half speaks Ukrainian. Mm. The Eastern half speaks Russian and Ukrainian, sure. Um, but they speak mostly Russian, but only speak Ukrainian when they have to, uh, mm. kind of formally. Um, but they have to kind of make an effort to do that. You know? Um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I'm kind of what's like the dividing line, at least in my eyes. And what I'm going to get to is the Dnepro River, which yeah, kind of runs in the, in the middle right there. Mm -hmm. um, so in 2014, back to like that, uh, the color revolution, the Maidan revolution, they called it, or the revolution of dignity in Ukraine, um, where there was a lot of animosity, uh, the U.S. kind of pushed this revolution. And what did Putin do about that since he's like right next door? Uh, he invaded Crimea, mm. which is this little, um, this little section right here, this little peninsula. Uh, that sticks out in the Black Sea right here. Mm -hmm. He took it over in about a week. He did not mess around. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I remember being, this being back in the news and like, and then it fading away like that. Uh, so Russia, obviously, they are massive, uh, but why do they want you? <laughs> why do they want Crimea? Why did they want it in the first place? Um, and to my knowledge, they have few warm water areas but I think they wanted Crimea and, and the Black Sea and access to it. You know, the South right here, especially because um, right in the South right here is Sevastopol. It's like a port city. 
-hmm. it would be a perfect naval base because you have access to the rest of Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a link between, get this, Russia and Syria. Oh, uh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that? <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Another uh, kind of a jerk of a country. <laughs> Man, they're all kind of allying, they're buddy, buddy, buddying up. We are seeing the strings come together mm -hmm. like nice. a play. So, so they, that, that was 2014. 2014, yeah. Now we're and, and seven now years later. Yeah, yeah. Talking, not, they're filling up military and kind mm -hmm. of flashing and trying to threaten. Yeah. In Ukraine, right here, mm -hmm. um, I think in the eastern part, Russian nationalists, so these people like who are allied to Russia um, in the in the east right there, uh, Russia supports these like separatists. Mm -hmm. um, I'm speaking like Star Wars right now, uh, and you're sounding like a separatist. They, they support <laughs> these separatists with training and weapons. And ever since 2014, uh, there's this low-level animosity and violence. It's not exactly peace times, but it's violent at times. Mm -hmm. um, and the United States, they, they put these like sh sanctions recently on Russia and the Biden administration. Um, and they, cause they don't, cause like I said before, they don't like this German Russian alliance, but I think they want to start seeds for an actual war, the mm -hmm. United States. I think so. Um, so putting sanctions on Russia, um, starting seeds for a war. And like we said before, I think the Ukrainians, they've sold themselves out the United States to these deep state USA people. You know, Joe Biden, of course, supports the Ukrainians, um, which makes Russia uh, the enemy to Ukraine's eyes. And right. even to us, like they're, they're uh, enemy to us. Um, but Russia right now in Crimea, which they own, even though USA says it's Ukrainian, mm -hmm. Russia has about 60,000 troops in Crimea, wow. 60,000 in basically Eastern Ukraine. In total for the Ukrainian army, they have 250,000 or something like that. So technically a lot more like for than just like these Russians who are just in these areas. Mm -hmm. But I think uh, if there was some type of conflict between the two of them, Russia's army's rebuilt. They have mm -hmm. more, better morale, better training. Uh, Russia could win. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. But Russia could win. If they kind of uh, split, because you get you know you get all the people who support Russia, mm -hmm. and then they, they you know they step up and yeah, they can easily take this eastern half, and it would be no trouble at all. Wow, crazy, um, crazy. But um, back in March, you know, Russians and the Ukrainians back in March, you know, the Ukrainians basically said that their priority is getting Crimea back. Mm -hmm. Just the Ukrainians, they said it was that was their priority with getting this area back. Um, and the U.S., if since they want to plant those seeds for the war, they want money for starting this war, and they want the American people, I think, to see Russia as the enemy number one again. Because what was it before in the Cold War? Enemy number one. They want this like unity again uh, for the American people. You know, money for these defense contractors and maybe some type of nationalism for the United States again. Um, like, they're the enemy. Do you think it could work, Josh? 
I don't know. I don't know. Am, am I? I don't know. It's it's kind of kind of crazy to look at. Though. I mean, we're seeing all these kind of you know the red threads are connecting. <laughs> the red all these threads, connections yeah. that we're you know that we're seeing. Um, so that, I don't know. Maybe there's something to this. Maybe there is. But, maybe. Uh, yeah. But uh, who knows? I don't know if Russia will do this invasion. Mm. I don't think they will. Uh, I don't think they'll go any further for at least a while. I think it's just posturing. Yeah. Um, if, if they if they invade and take over Ukraine, that's that whole land is more is bigger than France, mm-hmm. uh, and they ha- would have to manage it. And I'm sure there would be Ukrainian loyalty, Ukrainian uh, separatists against the Russians, and mm-hmm. they would have to fend off these freedom uh, people. Um, but it kind of tells you the United States mindset. Yeah, yeah. They want so. war with Russia. Mm-hmm. and uh maybe willing to, to go that extra mile to yeah. fight an enemy yeah yeah some want peace in, in the united states some want just peaceful trade but others you know these are people people are puppets of the arms dealers and the manufacturers and you know foreign powers and it's and it's really frankly it's sickening yeah this is this yeah, is what we got to work with yeah, and as soon as you look at other powers and other the, the all the political garbage in between, like well, what and posturing and, and all that stuff, it's just all of it is just such a gross thing. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. other people, other cultures, other countries, like mm-hmm. it's it's hard, man. It's it's hard to like deal with individuals that are so against you, and there's all this conflict that's kind of happening, and like how to like deal around that. But in the meantime, you still have to show power because you don't want to seem like you can be trampled upon. So it's mm-hmm. just always that game of like how to respond to, to you know, foreign powers when they're threatening mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see we'll see what you know what occurs in the future. Yeah, it's an it's a developing thing, and I can't wait to see what comes up next. Well, I I, I want it to be as peaceful as possible because you know human beings <laughs> you don't want anything yeah, yeah, bad yeah, you don't want it to break out in a war but no hopefully they can resolve it with peace <laughs> well, as palpatine says and we shall have peace yeah right <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right yeah that's kind of who Putin is. It's kind of like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> oh, I will have unlimited power. <laughs> unlimited power. <laughs> Yikes. I'm, I'm too weak. Uh, don't kill me. Please. That's the Ukrainians. <laughs> uh, put me into the United Nations. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. So today... May 5th, 1961. This is about NASA, okay? So on this day, the first American human being astronaut made it into space on this day. It's pretty cool, right? What year was it? So this was 1961, May 5th, 1961. Okay, so Alan Shepard, he became the first American Mm -hmm. in space. So now as you're talking about before with like the Cold War, it's just a a big aspect of the Cold War, right? Um, so the fact that, you know, the, at the time the Soviet Union was was really up in their space game, and then yeah. they became Sputnik. the first. Yeah, Sputnik came Sputnik. out in '58, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or exactly. 57. 57. 1957. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the you know they sent the first um, person 
they put the his name is Yuri something Yuri Gagarin yeah Gagarin maybe um in in the space to you know to orbit around and uh, to come back mm -hmm. and so this person Alan Shepard was the first American so we, yeah. we kind of lost you know in the space race through the we're in second place in that one, but mm -hmm. but putting Shepard in space kind of like restored a lot of like morale and faith yeah. in the U.S. program. Realizing that we can do this stuff too. That oh yeah, we're just as good. And you know what? And soon we're gonna go to the moon. How about that? We're gonna go to the freaking moon, bro. In do 19, that, Soviet Union. Nineteen sixty-nine. Yeah, much later, but good. Not good too stuff, much. Right? Every, every time, I, and the reason I know it's nineteen sixty-nine is because there was that Even Stevens episode. Where they created that song, we went to the moon in 1969. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the only reason I remember it. Yeah, man. So there you go. So Alan Shepard, the first American astronaut in space in 1961. So I like let me. It. I'll I'll do my second one now too. I like it. It'll be probably be much faster. All right. So this day in 1821, Joseph, have you ever heard of a man? named napoleon um he is an incredibly short guy for but not necessarily i know that's kind of a myth in some people's view how old, how tall is he i have no idea <laughs> i believe I, I you know that is th that's definitely the rumor is that he was short he uh, was only five yeah. six yeah okay so taller than my wife so okay <laughs> not that not I that guess bad kind of short for a man i guess but like i mean not that not that short what is tall for a guy i feel like anything above six feet because isn't mm -hmm. that like the average is like five eight for men I yeah think? yeah so then beyond that is because i guess you'd be considered tall so mm -hmm. I'm, i am six foot how, how tall are you joe Five eleven. Five eleven. i guess i'm just a little bit taller than you mm-hmm but uh, yeah, yeah. So Napoleon died. I think he was in exile, right? Was he in exile? Yeah, he he dies in exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Um... Yeah, let me just read this. Napoleon Bonaparte, the former French ruler who mm -hmm. once ruled an empire that stretched across Europe, dies as a British prisoner on the remote island of Saint Helena mm -hmm. in the southern Atlantic Ocean. So yeah. There you go. One of the greatest, you know, military strategists in history. Um, doing crazy stuff, you know, building for La France, um, died in exile <laughs> with nothing, nothing, as a failed emperor. Emperor? Head honcho? What was he? Truth be told, I don't know. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that was my timeline. Yeah. Um, well, thing about Napoleon is that uh, the reason that he he was kind of like disappointing uh, to a lot of the other people around like 1812 is because he had that horrible uh, that horrible loss or defeat in his military Ooh. career uh, when he tried to invade Russia. That's right. Um, Did he get the but, scorched earth, right? Did he yeah. get the scorched mm -hmm. earth? Yeah, and um, he lost to Spain. Um in like 1814 and then he exiled himself um to the island of elba mm. um yeah um and then he had another uh temporary success before waterloo and we all know what happened at waterloo mm -hmm. 
And then six years later, he died of cancer. There you go. <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, the short guy. Oh, the reason I dude. think he's the reason I think he's short is because in the movie, you ever see Bill and Ted? Did I ever show you Bill and Ted? Excellent adventure. I, I've I've heard of it. I know it's Keanu Reeves and the other guy. Um, yeah. but I've never I've never seen it. Yeah, they they call him the short dude um the short, dude. <laughs> the short well they, they think he's dead because didn't they, they, just, they, didn't they just make a new one they I mean, made a they made a third one i have yet to see it but i'd like to view that at some point i heard it was not as good but who knows? well the second one was awful but okay. uh if I, if it's better than the second one i'll i'll take it cool all right my timeline so may 5th revenge of the fifth may 5th 2002 Spider-Man with my man Toby, love you Toby, becomes the first movie to top yeah yeah with the with the Spider-Man three <laughs> dance to top one hundred million in its opening weekend. This movie was hyped wow. up. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember when this came up. out. It came out May third. Um, became the fastest movie ever to earn more than a hundred million at the box office. Wow! I, did I just say box office? Box office. Yeah, you totally did. Yeah. <laughs> um but i, I loved this yeah. movie i love i, I love it too yeah um i remember the first ever trailer it happened before 9 11 the first trailer actually had like a helicopter with like these criminals between both twin towers being held together by a web um mm. in like i think august of 2001 so like right before it or something like that um uh-huh. i don't know if it was ever aired but yeah that's crazy Mm-hmm. Um, they probably desperately tried to take out all the 9-11 footage that they had because it's in every oh, sure every did. movie post uh, September 11, 2001 mm-hmm. in every Friends episode yeah yeah yeah. crazy stuff crazy stuff yeah for a long time I loved I loved that movie and I had a, a PlayStation 2 game that was like it was just, just Spider-Man and it was just that you know that follow the story for like the first of the first game yeah i have that too i had like the game boy game cube version nice um because you could sling the webs and you're on the rooftops and yeah what i found kind of interesting about that game is like you're able to swing and like cast your web but you cast it up to the high heavens you don't cast it to the building i'm like what what am i aiming it towards yeah i know you're just like in the sky you're just like shooting like you're really (laughs) grabbing airplanes and then you're pulling them down yeah, that's actually what's happening. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it was, it was one of my favorite uh, favorite games to play as a kid. But yeah, I'm with you. And we, I used to listen to that um, soundtrack from that too. I got it for Christmas one year. Like they, cause we loved it mm-hmm. so much that they, my mom got us uh, different soundtracks and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, used to, I used to listen to that. It was having, um, it was like my first, I, I hate it now, but like it was my first t- taste of like pop punk. Because mm. the album had like Dashboard Confessional, it was a song by them that I used to like mm-hmm. put on repeat, listen mm-hmm. to it over and over again. But um, yeah, after Spider Man and uh, no, I'm sorry, after X Men and Spider Man together, mm-hmm. those first two movies, then you had like crappy, like bad ones. You had like Daredevil with yeah, ben, with Ben Affleck and uh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah, yeah. And you had uh, are there any other bad ones? I'm thinking of a couple other ones. I tried to like bank off of you know uh, yeah. those mid two thousands the heroes, but then you have like um, like Hellboy that came out after that. 
and they and that's your outlier that's an okay one. yeah that's yeah, an okay so those one. are good yeah those are good so they yeah yeah so it really just forwarded this idea of like comic book movies mm-hmm. and superheroes and and all that because of of, of those mm-hmm. the hulk movies maybe one of the hulk movies oh that one was awful that one was really bad yeah but i liked it as a kid you know again you, you kids are stupid they have no idea of what what good content is and so like as a kid you like love a movie and then when you're older you're like wow this movie sucks <laughs> <laughs> and that's how i feel about the hulk i loved it as a kid but then when i watched it as an adult I was that like, movie is incredibly sad yeah, might, is. might as well call it but you gotta sulk get, sulk <laughs> you were you were trying to fit that one in there so but um well mick nolte right so he was he was a person a human being he is a person he is he a person and i guess he was the best part of it is what i would say but he put like the like he got like electrocuted that was probably the funniest part of the yeah, movie like, <laughs> <laughs> mick nolte is a- <laughs> I love to hear him speak. He has like the most like great voice. Voice like <laughs> great movie from Nick Nolte. I love his. Yeah. Uh, of course, Tropic yeah. Thunder is a good one, but I love mm-hmm. him in, with Eddie Murphy in Forty Eight Hours. Oh, I haven't I seen that. Love that movie. Is it good? We'll do it. We'll do it next year because it came out in eighty two. Okay, sure thing. Mm-hmm. Let me. I'll put it on a list. And we'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Entertainment. Where's the entertainment, guys? Moving into entertainment. I got your text, by the way. Yeah, open that up. Okay. Okay. So what I want to do is I read an article, I listened to a podcast, I don't know, a couple months ago, maybe three or four months ago, and I had this idea, right? And the, the whole concept of it was like, listen, like new age technology and digital thinking and mindset, the tech, the tech that we have, we have today mm-hmm. has done, has not moved, has not changed, has not evolved. Mm-hmm. nearly as much as the past okay okay and so the argument here is saying that what the culture likes today has not changed music wise okay. okay so what i would like for you to do is just very briefly listen to a few seconds of each of those tracks on that playlist that i just sent you okay okay and, and while you're actually, yeah, that's good. That's good. And so what I want to talk about here really is how music has evolved over the years. Okay. How it has changed from, you know, the turn of the century. So from 1900 on, all right. The number one song for that decade from 1900 to like 1909. Mm-hmm. If you were to guess, what would you think? 1900 to 1909. Mm-hmm. Um, I got nothing, man. Grand old flag. <laughs> okay. Yankee okay. doodle, Yankee doodle boy. All right. So like, we're talking like fresh out of, you know, American nationalism, like the songs that you would think of when you, your grandparents are loving the country and they're wanting to feel for the country. <laughs> okay. 1900s, so grand old flag. Yankee Doodle Boy, like patriotic songs. 1910s. Now things are starting to shift a little bit. Okay. okay? So now we have instruments. We 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 do band stuff together. The piano is starting to, to become something. Um, in the 1910s, we have ragtime. So ragtime becomes like the thing, the thing that people are into. Mm-hmm. Right. 
1910s. And for example, there's, it was one called Alexander's Ragtime Band, which is, was like yep. very popular during that time period. Okay. So, you know, you kind of know what ragtime sounds like. It's very upbeat, kind of happy, choppy, and then people tend to sing over it. All right. And then the 20s kind of starts slowing down and jazz starts coming in again, instrument stuff, but again, mm -hmm. kind of a shift in what the instruments do mm -hmm. and how they sound, how they're played, you get different musicians that kind of come in. Mm -hmm. And the most popular song in the 20s was a song called My Blue Heaven by Gene Austin. My Blue Austin. Heaven. Okay. So this okay. is like a slow, kind of a sweeter song, just kind of like. I thought, you, I thought Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy was going to be on there. You would think so, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, the okay. more you know. Yeah. 30s over the rainbow. Of course, 1939 with uh, yeah, Judy Garland. Ju Judy Garland. So we're seeing again, kind of you know, band, orchestra, mm -hmm. instruments with just a vocalist that's doing their thing. And so this is kind of what we see for a long time here. The 40s, a song called Stardust. Now this is more jazzy again. Uh, and then the 40s too, we get Bing, Bing Crosby who comes out. And yeah, crooners. Kind of the head honcho. We get the crooners that start to kind of you know arise. But yeah, it's the same format. You get a you get a band, a good headmaster that do, who throws the music together, a maestro, okay, and then you get a beautiful singer that does their thing. One of the you know most famous songs of all time that sold like the most amount of records was was White Christmas. White Christmas, yeah. You know, White Christmas, and so that was huge in the forties. But again, that came out with the, the Holiday Inn movie, right? Yeah, Holiday Inn. Yeah, one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. Remember when we watched that for Christmas? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Love it, man. Good memories. But then things kind of start shifting a little bit, right? So we think about electricity, how it uses like circuit boards that kind of like start to get better. We have transistors, we have like different things. We have like tube amps, you know, radio technology starts coming out. And then, right. we, you know, so the microphones happen, we have those, but then we get electric guitars. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in the fifties, you got your rock and roll. Your rock mm -hmm. and roll. So then this is kind of where the big shift happens, right? So the first like 30, 40 years um, well, I guess 50 years, right, of, of the 1900s, it's all instruments, it's all singers, it's just like focus on like, even like, regardless of the location, like the culture, mm -hmm. you, get, you get your instruments and you get your, your singers. And your singers, your orchestra. Mm -hmm, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of basically what it is. But then in the 50s, this is when bands start happening, right? Mm -hmm. You get your like typical, your rock band, your cultural shift from people that are rejecting, um, you know, the, the lives that their parents were, were doing. You get kind of like heavier stuff that starts kind of approaching, you know, your Elvis, your buddy Holly, your mm -hmm. um, Bobby Darren, even when he comes out kind of in that, in that area. And then your, your the peak of the crooners start mm -hmm. to start to unfold. Um, and then from then on out, it's like cultural shift after cultural shift yep. um, with this same concept. Right. But then just kind of fine tuning it. Right. So with mm -hmm. the use of, of distortion in the seventies or the sixties, getting distortion now and you're mm -hmm. getting the Beatles, which changed everything. Um, oh yeah. In the sixties. It goes without saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then things start to kind of branch out from here. Like you get your psychedelic stuff, you get your, your gospel, you get your Motown. Uh, yeah. Your Motown, you get your Aretha Franklin's, uh, your Bob Dylan's, all that stuff. In the seventies, you're, you're getting your dad rock, the Eagles, Led Zeppelin, um, you know, different stuff like that. Queen, uh, Simon and Garfunkel again. Yeah, your kind of, your arena rock like Boston. Yeah, your, mm -hmm, your arena rock, which is again just taking that same format that kind of was beginning in the fifties, and then mm -hmm. just developing it and changing it, and kind of tweaking the sounds. Okay, and then in the eighties, transistors make a big shift, and now we have synths. Okay, we have yeah. synths, we have drum pads, we have keyboards, we have guitars, 
And then there's a huge cultural shift again, big change, big change. And so there's a massive change here that's happening, mm -hmm. right? So you get your regular bands and, and your vocalists, and then you get your like the smaller bands that happen, just the four piece with mm -hmm. the, the main instruments with the heavier you know, distorted instruments and the, yep. the, the drum sets and all this stuff. And then the eighties, you get the electronic shift that comes mm -hmm. in. Okay. And that's why everybody thought they were living more in a plasticky age at that point, because because uh, mm. having since some people criticize that, especially the older people, as sounding fake and synthetic synth synth. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So then in the eighties, obviously, you get Michael Jackson, you get mm -hmm. Madonna, you get all these people that kind of come out in the pop realm who use those the synthesized sounds and those beats that are developed, mm -hmm. you know, with, with with different methods and all the stuff as opposed to like a real life, you know, drum kit or whatever um and then you get on the other world other side of it you get more ref refined uh talented people like you know you get your your drums uh, your guitar solos and your your, your rock that kind mm -hmm. of starts unfolding guns and roses and uh, metallica is kind yeah, of yeah there's a resurgence of that and your your stevie ray vaughn goes back to blues some mm -hmm. people going back to their roots yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. then you get like the pol you know, police and print starts coming out and all this um it seems whatnot. like in the 80s and uh, there was quite a range of genres. I mean, the mainstream, you had your pop, but you also have in your nether regions, you have, uh, did I just say nether regions? Yeah, you said nether regions. In, 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 your, in your other realm, you have uh, metal mm -hmm. and different yep. types of metal, thrash and uh, black mm -hmm. metal, mm -hmm. um, in addition to uh, Yeah, rap. so you can see as the culture is getting, is changing, as like technology is changing, as television is changing, as things are becoming more widespread, it's like like the the music that people are listening to the 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 different genres are, are starting to kind of come mm -hmm. out and, and like there's a lot it's, it's it's like it's like this a tree that's like branching out you know honestly it really is good analogy um, yeah. yeah yeah with all the different types of music that's getting popular mm -hmm. and then what i would argue from here on out okay so the 90s on is kind of this refinement within the digital space okay right? So we're getting hip hop, we're getting rap that's becoming popular, that's kind of happening. You get this with all the same electronic kind of stuff that's mm -hmm. getting refined and better sounding and more advanced and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff, but it's staying here in this one area. And then you know, computer age comes out, everything's shifting to digital. Mm -hmm. And then from here on out, bam, this is what we get. And so sure, maybe technology advances like as it does, mm -hmm. but I think this concept of how things are sounding is very similar and you know we're getting like things that are very common mm -hmm. um as opposed to like the the massive dramatic shifts as the decades have kind of gone now it's like things are still close but they all sound like kind of the same mm -hmm. so that's my argument here is because we haven't really seen as much of an advancement in technology mm -hmm. we have our guitars we have our our, our amps we have our you know uh, digital synthesizers and our DAWs that can create MIDI's and all this stuff, but we've had that for a long time. Yeah, we've refined it, and it may sound a little bit clearer and better to, to our ears, mm -hmm. but it's still the same idea, the same concept. From maybe the even '85 on, it's kind of all the same. You know, the stuff that we that we hear, it's all synthetic, and the the the, the concept of like trying to make a statement through mm -hmm. the music. Or, or like to, to understand the music's purpose mm -hmm. it's to kind of like just age you into to to be a part of your experience as opposed to like a listening you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah so like i'm meant to party while listening to this stuff like i'm not meant to just sit and listen to it 
You know what I mean? And that's kind and of how I feel. Just, so you know, different. have it on as like your background elevator music while still using it for something other than elevator with, music. Yeah, it's with, just there for the filler. With different activities happening. Mm-hmm. But then you, you go back to Simon and Garfunkel and no. And that needs listening because there's so much going on. It's very dense. So much there. And they're trying to make a cultural impact. They're talking about things that are happening. They're saying, there's like, a message listen, in like, life will get too. better. Yeah, exactly. And so that that's... and there are some outliers in 2020. I'm sure there are people. Yeah, like, I mean, of course, there are. sure. And and that what I was saying with like the branching out from the 70s on, like that's so true today too. Where you can you can go through and find anything you want, and and you can find sound alikes to to every genre and culture today. Mm-hmm. Um, widespread even more so. Than, but when we look at just the mainstream, what's popular is we have this massive shift of well, okay, life is difficult. Or, or, or sorry, just so beginning from the 50s with like, you know, I'll just kind of sit back and easy listening stuff. So maybe even like, you know, you go into a dance and with your, with your loved one. Um, and then it becomes like the 60s and 70s where they're make, trying to make statements through the yep. music. Being like, listen, like, listen to us, listen to what our youth are saying, like, listen to what's going on. And then you have that massive shift of like, well, let's just talk about love and relationships and then partying. And then that's what we kind of are at today. Yeah, it seems that when the 1950s happened, you still had like your easygoing United States population um, that when trials and tribulations occurred, the music responded to that. And with that conflict bred such grand uh, music, such creativity. And then also as time went on and conflict kind of like abated, um you had more relationships and excess and i actually think that kind of happened with the 70s too because that was the me decade as that went along songs became more about love and relationships Mm -hmm. and eventually that came to a head where we all were focused on relativism yeah and and honestly it's kind of like this thriving sense of the youth culture yeah know what i mean because like up until the 50s it was like about the adults and it was about you know the the workers and those who returned from war and like striving through and fighting through like the great depression or like Mm -hmm. you know from before that and then all of a sudden now we have this massive shift of consumption through the youth and through all of that you know in the 60s that's kind of happening as 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 they're getting you know the kids from the 50s are now adults Mm -hmm. and like what they're saying and they're trying to rebel and to go against what the parents are doing um, and falling into drugs and sex and, and money and the desire and anti-war stuff and this is what true love is like let's get away from the church let's let's like focus on us and what we want and what we desire and then moving forward with that culture and then their children kind of live that sort of way and you kind of see this like massive shift that's occurring through the consumption of, of media and now it's like it's no longer the main center it's not like the the, the focus yeah uh, the it's like mm-hmm. yeah it like becomes like i'm gonna listen as i'm doing something else like and so i just i feel like that's like such yep. an interesting thing it's a happening. product now yeah exactly it's just it's just a, something i can consume and then throw away like anything else um and that's a shame because music isn't isn't it's not supposed to be like that and so that's why i'm so disgusted by like common stuff because like it's just designed to be thrown away you know it's like the the new hot song from for the summer you know you can listen to it for that summer and then all of a sudden it's gone forever but then you have Simon Garfunkel that's like eternal like I could listen to that to the day I die or the Beatles or like even classic rock like 
Um, and then you, even further work, further behind that, the, the classical works. Like you can sit and listen to that. And once you understand the stories behind it and it triggers emotional response, you're sitting there listening and trying to vibe through this stuff. And it has that impact on you. And it's meant to be. This eternal. music now, and certainly there are outliers, cannot be studied. Mm -hmm. It cannot be studied like the way that we would study stuff from the 70s and backwards. Oh, you really can't. Because there's nothing there. There's nothing to like dissect mm -hmm. <laughs> it's nothing to analyze it's just the same four chords like here's a little drum beat here's some synth stuff over top of it and then here's someone talking about drinking and having sex like yeah. or, or not even that but just like partying or just having a good time with your friends like this this i don't know you know there's I mean? nothing cringier when a when a mom or a dad kind of sings the songs of today yeah <laughs> yeah because exactly. it makes absolutely no sense what they're singing, yet they don't know what they're singing. Right. Yeah. Because it's meant for the youth to consume and then throw it away, you know? Yep. It's crazy, man. Crazy stuff. Okay, guys. So we want all of you to subscribe to us on YouTube, like the video, hit the notification bell. It helps us out with the algorithm. Get to us on Patreon. We have access to exclusive content on there. Three bucks a month. It helps us make more uh, awesome content and we appreciate you guys going on there spotify now apple uh could be in the works maybe we'll see audible that's a thing and also amazon music and iHeartRadio. we appreciate you guys please ask us a question about anything on our youtube channel and our instagram channel about anything literally anything literally like what's, anything. My, like what's our shoe size like, go ahead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make it happen and the one thing i will add is now you can listen to us in the car right so so a lot of people don't like to use that data of, of, for, for video viewing but now throw us on spotify and mm -hmm. listen to us on the way home or on thursday morning on your way to work just, oh, yeah. just, just listen to our soothing voices as we as we complain about <laughs> wednesdays at 12 p.m that's when all episodes drop thank you guys yeah, yeah.